0: Zombies place uh, that I remember going like, to was open in the odium. Do you remember the odium? It's like that big, like ice cream thing. It's like that big ice skating place. I have no idea. What I don't know. Is. It doesn't really matter. Are we recording? <laughs> yeah, we are. All right, cool. So welcome to welcome Square World. Um, I hope you guys are ready for this episode.
1: So, um, today we're covering a couple of Rob Zombies. Big works that aren't included in his Firefly trilogy.
0: So, if uh, we kind of mentioned it up top, I think at the beginning of the entire show that we so, won't, yeah. we're gonna cover Rob Zombie. First of all, Happy October. To the
1: True Blue Spooktober. And I
0: mean, if you're living in Macomb, the weather is like it's super nice. Perfect. It is raining. It's rain- a little raining. It's today. A little raining. But it's cold out. And you, it and it's wet been, out. like, very, like... The sky has been kind of scary the last, like, couple the of days. Moon. The, the moon... Days has dude, been dude. Gorgeous. The moon's been, like, full every night. The There's always been, like, creepy-looking clouds in the sky. I remember I, was, I went to go to work the other day, and I walked up, and everyone was pointing at the sky, like, it's your season. And I'm like, yo, I had my, like, motionless and white jacket on. I'm like, <laughs> ready to go. Um, unlike all of you listeners... because (laughs) they're up zombie so we we set out to do this show originally the podcast in general was remind me what our goal was our initial
1: goal was to introduce people who aren't necessarily huge fans of the genre into some good examples of movies that they would really enjoy
0: and we the first one that really challenged us is like if we were to be fishing like a fishing analogy. Yeah, if we the, were fishing, we're,
1: cause both of us are such good fishermen. Yeah,
0: avid wranglers. So <laughs> how it's always been, you know, like we're fishing like so like I would think of every movie as a different type of fish. The different types of movies, the different gallons, degrees, degrees of fish. Um, so you <laughs> no, got well, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, like whatever. I went like big little oh, mega okay. big, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, like, some movies, so, like, when we would talk about the first night, it was, like, Prom Night and When a Stranger Calls, like, movies made for people to kind of go see with their friends, even if they don't like horror. Um, that's a, I don't know, a basic fish. When I would, like, when I think of a fish, it's, like, those little, like, silver ones. I was gonna say, like, those ones that, like, swim in schools, like, Uh, those um, big ones. Like, they're not very big. They're easy to catch. I'm glad we're really going for this. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking about Finding Nemo. So I'm thinking about I'm thinking about this, those like those fish that like make signs and stuff. They're like they're dime a dozen, you know. They're nothing special. And there's like bigger fish. Just keep them with finding him. But then there's fish that are like, um, like the like that creepy Willem Dafoe one. Yeah. So like he's still a little fish, but like he's got a bit of an edge to him, and you know. And then there's like the sharks. There's like really big ones. There's like some really big intense movies um, out there. I mean, we got like s- stuff that I think is more. Conventionally, scary, like maybe like The Conjuring, Absolutely. yeah, like a really good horror, like even like something as scary as The Conjuring, or something as like chilling and thrilling as like The Basement is like ooh, a shark. Ooh,
1: I would argue The Basement's a little bit more like that thing that dangled the
0: light. You know what? Yeah, it's, an, it's, it's it's angler fishing. That's so right. Rob Zombie is the whale. So we're <laughs> if you're fishing, in, in if the you're fishing, bag. yeah, this is this is gonna be a big old plot pile. But I do exactly. think that we have some compelling. Uh, arguments for about. why I think Rob Zombie's worthwhile. I, I wish we had more time to go into Rob Zombie himself. Yes, because I feel like if we could probably come back to him eventually if we are on new spotlights, because like Rob Zombie's story, um, his own like personal life story is very, very inspiring. Like when he was a kid, he was super into like comic books. He was super into movies, like old horror movies, like
1: True. really, yeah. Like we're, like
0: we're talking like old Texas school Chainsaw. stuff. No, we're talking like before that, man, he was like oh, a, he true. was like a kid during that time. Yeah. I'm talking like he would be Um so I guess a brief thing. So Rob Zombie was born into a family of carnies. So he kind of was around that very like vibe of his movies is that people are kinda of dirty or they're not the nicest looking people, but like they're genuine, and he and he he was raised on like principles of like my parents always like told me to like work hard and be nice, just like you just gotta be a good person, sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, him and his brother, who both grew up to be uh, very famous metal musicians. Yes, uh, and he,
1: Rob Zombie has had a very successful. Yeah, Rob Zombie and there.
0: Rob Zombie, his spirit, I think, is. The ultimate artist, where he's just so passionate about something that he gave, like, 110% to everything that he did. If it's music, if it's, like, weird, obscure art, if it's movies, if it's directing. And, like, he does everything himself because he's, like, he's not expecting anyone to help. He's, like, everyone's going to say that they don't want me to do something or, like, because it's weird, but, like, I want to do it, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, like he broke out with uh white zombie his band that he that he founded and was the lead singer of and then when the band starts getting really big they broke up um he went solo and i feel like ended up being a way more successful as a mm-hmm. solo gang. if you are someone who wants to know more about rob zombie first of all listen to his music yes. <laughs> um yeah like i would definitely say like it gives you. I gave you a playlist last week yeah. to get into to be like this is the vibe of his movies. Like get into the vibe of his music. Like the whole Hellbilly Deluxe album uh, is a great like place to start. It's not heavy. Like it's not like you know like creepy like scary metal. It's yeah. like it's like groovy. Like it's kind of it's very artistic and very unique. Um, so please go check out Rob Zombie's music. So he hits the mainstream. Starts becoming this like cult figure. Mm-hmm. Um, he's contracted to make a haunted house for Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. And he goes off of House of a Thousand Corpses. And he liked that idea so much that he... um, I kind of heard conflicting reports that he was pitching a movie Mm -hmm. about House of a Thousand Corpses and, like, couldn't come... Like, he just thought up the plot on the spot. Because he was basically pitching a movie, like, I want to make a movie, I'll call it House of a Thousand Corpses after that haunted house. Mm -hmm. And, like... Regurgitated this like plot that he just yeah. like pulled out of his ass. Um, and we'll get to those movies later. Like his That's breakout sick. movie is House of Thousand Corpses, but we're going to separate this into two, like you said, like the two sorts of movies that he makes are like the Firefly yeah, the trilogy Fire, and
1: everything, and else. then everything
0: else, which is only like three or four things. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, so, so today, so he gets success with House of Thousand Corpses. And he jumps and into And he, oh, yeah, I mean, that mainstream. movie was super underground, like, you know, it was not mainstream whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of, as the, the decade passes, he kind of gets more, like, attention, like, he ends up directing the remakes of, uh, Halloween. Halloween, which we'll talk about that on a bonus episode right before Near we do, Halloween. yeah, right before we do the, the franchise breakdown. We'll cover those movies, because it's like, they're their own thing, they're also Rob Zombie, like, they're equal parts Rob Zombie and, and Halloween. Halloween, so it's like, it's gotta be their it's own thing. It's gonna be
1: its own thing, because we can't get into yeah. that so here. So after he does
0: it. those two movies, he makes, do you want to cover Lords of Salem first? Yes, okay, so, great.
1: um, shortly following his, hit, well, honestly, his hit, remake of Halloween in two thousand seven and love its sequel it. in two thousand
0: nine. I'd like it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, in two th- in twenty twelve he releases Lords of Salem. Yes. Which after he'd finished with his success of Halloween and Halloween two, Jason Blum of Blumhouse yeah, Productions so walked cool. up to him. And he was like, Hey, you got anything like Wiggity, wiggity And he's again. like,
0: I know more. He and does that Ron Swanson like, I know more than and you. he's like, you know,
1: I thought of this concept while I was working on Halloween 2, but I didn't even write it down. I just thought of it and he was like, Jason was like, I'll give you full creative control to do whatever you want with it needs said, up so i truly I'll
0: do it. i for the people's <laughs> listeners benefit and i mean you kind of know about this but i want you to right now on your smartphone look up a picture of jason blum of <laughs> blumhouse studios b l u m um he looks like any sort of like harvard like business degree kind of guy he's a nice guy i mean he, i've heard a lot of good stories and i want you to look up a picture of rob zombie live <laughs> look up live photos of rob zombie I just imagine like because he, he's not very tall either it's like no. he's this very skinny like hippie looking guy like very charles manson looking oh. um and then this like tycoon looking guy's like hey mr zombie you got a movie for us and he's like i know more than you like he's not literally just is. like smoking a pipe that's like in the shape of like <laughs> an inverted cross made out of a witch or something like that just like what do you need me to do so, so, Lords, Lords of Salem, Salem is that pipe. <laughs> yes.
1: Lords of Salem very much deals with, like, covens and witches. And it was filmed in Salem, Massachusetts itself. Oh, and
0: you can feel Salem, it. Massachusetts. Also, just in your Google searches, look up pictures of Salem, Massachusetts. It's gorgeous. Like, every, like, um, Pinterest board, like, fall, like, kind of spooky, like, fall, autumn image. Like, that's in a town... It's Salem. Like, Salem is all of that. Yeah,
1: Salem has that, like, goal Halloween look. Just like, Salem... All in, like, for all of fall. It, it,
0: it's like, when it's fall there, like, it's like out of a postcard. Oh, yeah. And I want to go there. <laughs> I want to go so badly.
1: Well, and filming for this movie only lasted 20 and a half days. Or 22 and a half days. It's so, so like it's just over three it's, weeks.
0: It's crazy that they shot on, like... You said it was like, what, like a million and a half dollar budget? Yes. That's like no money. (laughs) Yeah, in
1: terms of a big budget movie, big movie like this. Yeah. It was a ridiculously small budget, especially considering this was right off of the heels of Halloween for Rob, so he had just come off of big... Budgeted horror movies that had a lot of
0: producer and yeah, we'll which we'll talk about that a lot on our Halloween episodes, especially when we get to the franchise breakdown for Halloween, because Halloween's oh. biggest enemy is, is production Studio companies. companies being like, no, it'd be cool if like Michael Myers did this, and they're like, that's stupid. No, Why? Don't do that. Or like you know, I mean. Most of the... So the Miramax company that had the rights to Halloween uh-huh. for years, uh, co-owned by the Weinstein brothers. So you got Yikes. Harvey Weinstein with his grubby mitts all up in your Halloween franchise. <laughs> which is... Rob Zombie was like, we are the opposite person. Yeah. Like, it's, not, it's never gonna work. So when he got to do this movie, um, you can tell that he just had, like, his, like, the dam holding back all of his weird, oh, I broke... Can't broke open. So, like, when I... I've been a Rob Zombie fan for, like, maybe five years or so, and I had he- kind of heard about Lords of Salem, and I didn't hear anything really about it, which makes me usually think that it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff I had heard was not very positive. Very, like, you yeah, know, it's whatever.
1: Yeah, because this movie got very mixed reviews. You know why I
0: think so? Now, after we watch... So, first of all, Lords of Salem rules. I loved that movie. It was a
1: really interesting movie. I
0: thought it was awesome. And I think... So this movie came out in 2012. The first A24 movie, The Vavitch, came out in like 2016. 2016. Um, and I think that's when kind of art house horror started becoming more popular. Like A24 is the studio that did The Vavitch, Hereditary. Hereditary, The Lighthouse, Midsommar. Midsummer. Midsummer. Um, so like a lot of like very well-reviewed, um, well-interpreted horror movies come out of this studio. And Lord mm-hmm. of Salem felt like that. If it didn't, like, kind of be up its own ass sometimes. I'd say
1: it felt like that with the Rob Zombie flavor. Like, it, it, but it, it. it wasn't like.
0: Like, it, it wasn't like if Wes Anderson made a horror movie. Cool. Like, <laughs> I will roast him on that. But, um, <laughs> Lords of Salem is that kind of art. House. It, I said, like, it very feels very 824 ish, very, like, hereditary, sort it's of. It's got
1: that, like, kind of disturbing. And a bitch,
0: because it. it goes off, like, the ancient. Like, the ancient. Like colonial, um, like new colonial, like America's, like, idea of a witch, and like this very, like, hyper Puritanism society that, like, it's all very, like, old Englishy and they're speaking in weird spells and and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I guess we should. should Quick run, quick one of the plot is the, there's a, uh, a, a, a radio DJ and some of her friends. So the radio DJ is played by Sherry Moon Zombie. Rob Zombie's wife. <laughs> so who
1: appears in all?
0: of... Rob I Zombie's would say work. Sherry Moon Zombie appears in every single one of his projects yes. in a starring role or supporting role. Like it, she's the main. Like if you see a woman in a Rob Zombie movie, nine times out of ten, it's probably Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah.
1: Um. With the exception of like lori
0: Yeah. Thing. Just like anyone that's if it's not Halloween, it's yeah, it's, it's Sherry, Sherry Moon Zombie. Zombie. Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, she she plays Heidi, who's a radio DJ in Salem, and she receives a it was a weird like LP. It was like a, was like, a like an old record, like in a in a creaky wooden box, like With different yeah, like in it. sent from a band called the Lords of Salem. And when you play it, it's Although just, it just the lords and oh, the Lords. The that's Lord right. Salem. Yeah, the Lords. So like they they play this record on the radio and it starts making her feel really weird it's giving her strange yeah, it visions other girls feel and it it's things, like, too. activating like weird witchy stuff happening yeah. it's very cool um but yeah i it, it very much does feel like a vavavitch or midsummer cuz it's like the main character you're just following the main character on this like descent into, into madness. madness um Without it being, like, I think the a twenty four ones ones do a lot more weird psychological games. This mm-hmm. one, it's... It doesn't feel as, like, overt. Like, it's not until, like, the last 15 minutes that the movie, like, gets weird. Yeah. Um, yeah which is the, okay, the I guy mean... shows up, it
1: got Oh, awkward. yeah.
0: Well, and it's cool because... Uh, do you have casting for this movie? Because they, like, like Dee Wallace is in it. It's, like, the mom from Cujo and E.T., Yeah, so some of the
1: top billed people in this movie are Sherry Moon Zombie of Rob Zombie fame, um, Bruce Davison as Francis. He's in
0: a lot of other Rob Zombie stuff.
1: Um, Yeah, he was in the X-Men movies as well. Really? Yeah. I don't
0: remember him at all.
1: (laughs) Me neither. Um, We have Jeff Daniel Phillips.
0: Yeah, sorry, I meant him. I meant him.
1: Yeah.
0: Wait, who was the man? I'm trying to remember what other man was in the movie.
1: Francis was...
0: Oh, he's... No, that's Senator Kelly from X-Men. No, He's he's in that really bad Munger Road movie that we're going to cover one day. Um, And then we have
1: Judy Geeson as Lacey Doyle. Mm -hmm. Um, Meg Foster as Margaret Morgan.
0: Yeah. Which Um, is cool, because she shows up in 31, too. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) That's the witch. Um,
1: And Ken Foray.
0: Ken Foray, Joe Grizzly, bitch! Oh, man, he's in Halloween... The first Rob Zombie ho- remake of Halloween, and he's this guy, this big trucker, Joe Grizzly, and I love Joe Grizzly. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and a f- little fun I, fact about this movie is Sid
1: Haig is credited yes. in this movie, but he does not appear. I'm in I'm so movies.
0: pissed. I love Sid, and I know exactly where, because like he's credited as like Reverend whatever. So it's that it's when um, the author goes and talks to the priest about the the Lords of Salem that mm-hmm. he's. I think that's what he would have been. So he would have still been there for only like 10 seconds. Yeah, it was going to be in
1: a very early on scene in the movie, but Mm. because of someone else in the scene had deteriorating health and couldn't remember their lines and everything, they didn't have the budget to go back and reshoot that scene. Oh. Later, so much of it got cut out of the final. That
0: makes act. a lot of sense. And I thought that the, he just like got cut. This like, is
1: the only movie in 51 years <laughs> of Sid Haig's career that he was cut out That's of. That's so shitty. And it's so sad, because you know he and Rob are so close. So, so
0: Sid Haig we will cover extensively on the Firefly Trilogy episode. Yes. Um, but Sid Haig also passed away about a year ago now, right after the Wrapping of Three from ML, which really nice. bummed me out. Um, he's a fantastic actor. He's great. I uh, most of my input for the next episode will just be just gushing be about, about it's saying... gonna be like I'm just gonna be like holding like a Bill Mosley and a Sid Haig action figure. <laughs> they're like, they're just so good in these movies. <laughs> um so also starring as a dog! A puppy dog! Yes. There's a dog! Yeah, there's a dog in it. <laughs> such because we have to talk about when there's a dog in we a ha- I mean, oh uh, God, I'm such an idiot. But no, there's a dog in the movie, and it rules. His and name then, is Troy. Uh,
1: and much to Matt's pleasure, there's also a goat in there's this movie. Goat. There's a goat! Oh, man, I love it. And his name
0: is... Noodles! Noodles! His <laughs> yeah. stupid animal names are the best. <laughs> Well, of course, there's got to be a goat. The, the devil's in it. So exactly. The devil's going to show up. So, um, we kind of covered the setting, the shooting. Um, I think that, like, aesthetically, this movie has a lot of cool stuff going for it. So, like, oh, Sherry Moon Zombie kicks a lot of butt in it. She's really and really well i think showcased. it's good because there's a lot of people that have seen like devil's rejects and house of thousand corpses like more than his other movies mm-hmm. may discount cherry moon zombie as like not a great actress um she rules she's great at that. she's just really good at playing a horrible woman <laughs> in the firefly yeah. movies um no she's great there's a lot of really cool stuff with lighting and like cinematography in this movie like it's yeah. a very artistic looking movie so it has that kind of look I mean, that big, like, red neon cross in her, like, apartment. Like, her apartment is, like, very creepy looking. It's very Haunted House-like. Like, Like, the wallpaper is, like... It reminds me of a wallpaper from, like, Haunted Mansion. And there's that Mm -hmm. weird room that's just, like, a red neon crucifix. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of cool, like, weird medieval imagery with, like, the witches. And, like, it's all, like, there's all these, like, crude, like, daggers and altars and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um... There is some nudity in it, but there that's is. to be expected. I mean, they're old witches. They're, like, going to be haggard looking, you know, like, very Game of Thrones type.
1: Well, I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial. I think this is his least graphic movie Which is, that we've watched.
0: You know, it's, it's the least graphic, but it's, and it's, it's cool for him cuz his movies are unsettling in a very specifically uncomfortable way. Yes. This movie isn't. No. Like yeah, there's some like weird looking stuff and obviously like if you are a more um secular background, it's not as Christian friendly. It's more yes. it's a lot. I mean, obviously it's witches in in Puritan times, so it's going to be very like devil worship sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, it it's not like um, I don't know, like American Satan or something, where it's kind of like bashing it yeah. to the point where it's kind of bad. But it's cool because the the witches themselves are very creepy. Yeah. Um, there was those really cool like makeup that they have on them, like they look mm. like their corpses, like those like weird burned ones yeah. are awesome. Um, and then that really weird looking like Baby Man. <laughs> Satan Which is thing. cool, because you said that there was, like, it's all practical effects in this Yes, movie. there are no... There's ways. no digital... Digital, digital that's effects. That's so awesome. Which I find
1: fascinating, because it's so rare, especially in the 2010s, to find a movie that's going to go fully practical.
0: Yeah. And the, not just
1: jump in with Like,
0: CG there's out. all these, like, um, like burned people, there's, like, that bleeding painting, there's, mm-hmm. like, that cool stuff, like, with the, the weird devil baby thing. Yeah. Um, which is sure
1: is weird.
0: There's, like, those, um... And I guess that kind of goes to, like, that makeup effects, um, which we'll get into Wayne Toth a lot, especially when we talk about um, the Devil's Redux. Yes. Like, Wayne Toth is, like, Rob Zombie's go-to makeup department guy. Oh, yeah. And he makes everything. All of his movies, so it's this good. guy. Like, so he made all that stuff. Um, the... The look—if you like—look up the poster for *Lords of Salem*. You'll see Sherry Zombie, in this, like cool, like corpse Which paint. I, when I
1: was looking at the poster, I did not realize was her. It's I so it cool looking, else. and like,
0: like it's cool because she's got this this paint. She's got this these long like uh, blonde long dreadlock hair. hair. Yeah. So it's this—it's very cool looking, and it's very animal like. It's very like. The witches from those times were, like, these, like, haggard, like, wild women. It's, mm-hmm. so, like, and that was, like, in a 1600s. So, like, a wild woman now would be, like, you know, like, ripped up, like, clothes. She'd be in, like, that weird, like, grease paint. She'd have, yeah. like, the dreadlocks. So it's very, like, modernizing of that, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, and then there's the... <laughs> I, my last thing is that the, the classic Rob Zombie fashion of ending a movie on like light guitar music. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's really so weird. It's like little. It's like
0: ding, 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 Like ding, ding. my oh, always go-to go to is like the end of Devil's Rejects is this song called Sea of Memories, which is just like I'll play it for you. We might even go out on it um, for the Devil's Rejects. <laughs> yes. But like it's very like dun, 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 dun. like it's super like chill. <laughs> And, like, the end of this movie is very reminiscent of an A24, where, like, it just goes bonkers and then ends. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, uh, here's the credits. Here's a weird song.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Now, um, before he got to do Lords of Salem... Oh, my God. I was was
0: hoping you had one last thing to say about Lords of Salem. Oh, no, we're sure
1: jumping into this. Oh,
0: I think... I guess I should wrap it up. Like, the Lords of Salem is really cool, um, artistically, it's very. It's not like his nor, other movies are very like coarse language. There's yeah. not a lot of that in this movie. There's like yeah, a this, tiny this, little bit. This is like his tame. This, movie which is weird, because the, he they let him do whatever he wanted, and he yeah. was more like, I want to shock people visually. I want it mm-hmm. to be a lot more of like, like he was like the proto A twenty four. Yeah. Of like, I want them to feel scared and not be like, oh shit, that's gross.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I think it's, if you liked Midsummer or Hereditary, uh, definitely watch Lords of Salem. It's on Prime right now. It's how we watched it. Um, and I'm, I'm going to keep going back to that. I loved that movie. I really liked it. I'm really
1: excited to rewatch it now. Absolutely.
0: I think when we do like, when we have like friends that like want to watch like Hereditary and Midsummer, we should just show them Lords of Salem too. Cause like. Like especially like if you are a friend and like we watched Midsummer or Hereditary with you like if you're Caleb, <laughs> like watch Lords of Salem. It's it's a same ride and that. but it's not as like gross. Like those movies kind of get gross. Yeah. Like this kind of wasn't. A little bit there. Yeah, but not what? more gross than like these movies would. Yeah. Which is cool, and I mean, it's very un Rob Zombie like, which is yes. very interesting. All right, so now uh, we can talk about it. <laughs>
1: so. um. Uh, Very shortly after Halloween 2 in 2009, Rob Zombie worked on his only animated full full length -length feature um, called The Haunted World of El Superbisto, which is a bonkers film. So I'm going to go off and just say that I wouldn't recommend watching it unless you're in a very specific mood because this movie is really intense in what it is.
0: So it's an adult swim show with an X rating. Yeah. Like it's that kind of comedy. Um oh God. You know, Danny?
1: It's an hour and fifteen minutes. So I had
0: story. a great time watching it with you. <laughs> it truly was like I it's kind of the movie that I wish that you and I watched like alone. <laughs> Like, where no one else was around, yeah. but like, Kevin was over, and our friend Taylor was was here, and we're like, we well, haven't seen here. this, but we know you're not gonna like it. It's
1: gonna be something.
0: Um, so, before we get into it, I would like to mention, uh, a story that I had back in high school. So, I went in the fall of 2015, I would believe it was probably the fall of 2015, or, no, it was 2014. Uh, mm-hmm was it somewhere around that early it was early high school so i was um i had heard that there was like i love going to haunted houses and i heard that there was one opened by me at uh in villa park uh this odium's like it was this this big old like ice rink sort of place they have like the upstairs the downstairs um and rob zombie was making a haunted house like It wasn't like people were like, oh, yeah, we're like Rob Zombie-inspired. Like, Rob Zombie set this up in the same meticulous fashion that he does all of his movies. Like, he was there. Um, There was a couple nights that he was playing live, which I wish I was there on that night. Because, like, it, it was just like the next room over was, like, where the stage and shit was. And that's so cool. So, I went there with my brother, Zach, and we... I really hope that he's listening because that was a, we, we had an experience that night, man. <laughs> uh, we had a lot that we kind of looked at each other after. And we're like, I'm glad that we experienced that together and don't know how to feel. <laughs> so his haunted house was called The Great American Nightmare, and it was three haunted houses. The first was a Lords of Salem based one. Now that I know, because like I actually remember strikingly um, the look of the, her, her apartment building. They like built a scale model of, like her apartment building, like in okay. the building. Oh. And, like, all the rooms had that same wallpaper. Those hallways were similar. They had that big red cross. I remember yeah. that. Because like, it was cool. Because, like, as I was watching this movie, I was, like, re- having That's flashes. And I'm like, oh, cool. Um, the last one I wish I had gone to now because it was House of Thousand Corpses based. And the gist of it is it's the murder ride from that uh, mm-hmm. from Captain Spaulding's attraction. So it's um, every room was based on a real-life serial killer. Which I remember because there was like controversy when they made that. They're like, yo, you know, like for like the John Wayne Gacy room. They're like, the families of those victims live like within twenty miles of here. Yeah, like that's far. like that's not okay. Like that's still like pretty recent memory. And like while I get it, um, I the kind of person that like would have loved to just been like admire the details of mm-hmm. like oh and, you know they they got his like clothes right you know all this stuff like I wish that I went knew now what I what. I knew then what I know now. Yeah. Because I would have every room been like, that's this person. That's this. And then they have been like, all right, shut up and keep walking. <laughs> it's like there was like an Ed Gein one. They had like, you know, I think maybe like Richard Ramirez or something. Like all the big hitters. Um, and so in between the Lords of Salem one and the House of Thousand Corpses one, they had the Haunted World of El Super Beasts themed haunted house, which was, they gave us 3D glasses. It the whole thing was painted in that weird like fluorescent like blacklight painting okay. like so like it was really weird to like walk through it it was like a walk through a funhouse yeah. themed to that movie so now that you have seen it I want you to imagine what that's like that because you have context we know what the movie's about now <laughs> I didn't back when I was like fourteen and I was like what the hell is going on here <laughs> there are strippers there are Nazis. There are weird gorilla servants. There's a weird luchador wrestling man. There
1: is a sexually frustrated
0: robot. There is a super sexually like confident secret agent with an eye patch. Oh God. <laughs> um. This movie is bonkers. Played by Sherman Zombie, if I might add, because <laughs> of course well, that's her. That's it. her stand-in. So I wish we had. We we honestly could have done a lot of like research into how the hell he got it made. It's based on Why the, the hell he got it made. He made? Yes, but like why, you know, what he what drove him to be like I'm going to do this? But instead of taking those notes and wasting your time, we we're just, just we it. just watched it and are going to try to I want you to try to tell me what that movie was about.
1: Cool. Okay. Let's have some fun today. So, we start on El Superbisto himself, the luchador man, being... (laughs) The man of action. The man of action, casting a quote-unquote movie. Um, (laughs) An adult film, if you will. Um, And then, honestly, I can't tell you what happens next until his sister, who is the secret agent, shows up and is infiltrating a nazi
0: zombie base so i when we i, I want to see if it works um okay. if we can pause here and like for the listener import this music it's the music of when they they uh the nazi zombie bikers are chasing what's her name agent x or something uh
1: yeah agent oh, x something. god i don't remember her name
0: um but it's they're chasing her and there's this like weird like Beatles like scooby-doo type song that's (laughs) just them narrating what's happening during the chase and it made us like we were choking laughing it was was so funny
1: explosion
0: I hope that worked. Yeah. <laughs> so I, if, if we're gonna check and see if it works or not, like if the uh, the the scene that I have queued up is actually the music, or if it's just like the rest of the scene. Um, but yeah, that's we thought that was that, the funniest that's the thing of this ever. Um, Doctor Satan is in it. Uh, so you saw that rundown. So like, there's this Doctor Satan character. <laughs> uh,
1: so Doctor Satan. In, like, high school, was bullied by El Superbisto, and was really into his sister, who was a cheerleader, and now he wants to just marry someone so he becomes Satan himself. So,
0: he has to find, through the help, so, Dr. Satan is voiced by Paul Giamatti, and with the help of his, um, gorilla Gorilla Manservant. manservant, voiced by Tom Kenny, SpongeBob SquarePants... He seeks to find the stripper with the devil's mark, which is a birthmark that's just three sixes, yep. so that he can marry her and, and become, become all-powerful devil man. And uh, that stripper is played by Rosario Dawson yep. in probably the most foul-mouthed thing I've ever oh, heard that goodness. woman say. <gasps> and I she was in Sin City. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't even want to go into the visuals. <laughs> Because it is not like we are a a what is this a uh, explicit nature podcast, but, holy but we God are not shit. going to go into the details of this how sexually some... graphic this movie is. Um, so uh,
1: this goddamn movie.
0: Sharon Munzami <laughs> keeps a lot of stuff in her cleavage. Good she, she for her. Did. I mean, brave. Well, she
1: built a robot
0: that what she designed to be just super horny for her. So. Cool. Sure. I. I. Why see. Rob Zombie? I don't know why he made this movie. I don't know. I would
1: not tell you with a lick of an idea of why. The he positive made
0: thing I have to say about this movie is there's a lot of horror references. It's super self-aware. Um, if you have a dark adult swim's sense of humor, you'll love it. I liked it. It was funny. I had fun. I had fun,
1: but I would really struggle to recommend this movie to.
0: Anyone. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> anyway, so thirty-one came out in twenty sixteen.
1: Let's move on to his. Until last year's release of Three from Hell, this was yeah. his most recent
0: movie. And I think also another, like Lords of Salem, another very divisive one amongst yes. his even hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. Um, so when 30, so 31 is a movie five carnival workers are kidnapped and held hostage in an abandoned hellish compound where they are forced to participate in a violent game called 31, the goal of which is to survive 12 hours against a gang of sadistic clowns. Yeah. So it's very like Running Man meets like The Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. Um, and I had only seen it the one time before we watched it. Yeah. And I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. And the more that I watched it, when we watched it this time, the more I found out that I really did like it.
1: It was a really interesting take on this genre, which I feel like has been explored a little yeah. bit with the whole, like, getting kidnapped and you have to face these different, like
0: like it's really a lot of haunt like haunt gave me a lot of 31 vibes when Uh, we watched it
1: it gave me like a more intense collector and collection vibe it's a
0: lot like the collection Uh, absolutely
1: where yeah where this well in collection it's just the one person but in this there's a group of people that are just being sent to try to kill these yeah yes it's like if the hunger games and Battle Royale and The Purge all spaced yeah. into
0: one. Well, and, like, it's like the movie Predators where it's, like, a, a group of people are kind of kidnapped and, like, people are watching, like, for their pleasure, them be hunted and murdered.
1: Well, yeah, and they're betting on it. Yeah, like, they're betting
0: on it. They have, like, they're kind of playing a game of, like, um, like, Ooh. who's got, like, the odds, like, who, like, the best like, who's like, like, like 50 bed. to 1 odds, like, 500. Like, they, they kept doing yeah. that guy <laughs> dirty good and, like, shitty odds. Um, so thirty one is Rob Zombie's. When it first came out, when they first kind of teased it at uh, uh, one of his concerts, they also did the same thing where yeah, they, they teased they, it with he Lords really of Salem used to
1: show the trailers at his band's. It's concerts, so cool, which I think is a fascinating way of getting because everyone
0: in that in that audience is seeing that
1: movie. Well, it, I would compare that to like showing a Marvel trailer at Comic Con. Yeah. That oh yeah. Like you're like
0: I'm here for this absolutely. So when it first came out, uh, like when they first kind of dropped it, it was, people thought that it was the third Firefly movie. They thought it was going to be what Three from Hell would be Because oh, okay. it was this clown makeup guy, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, Captain Spaulding. And I'm like, well, that's clearly that's not that's Sid Hag That's not him. And then they th- they're like, it was either that, or they thought that it was the third Halloween remake. They thought that Rob Zombie was doing another one, because it was 31. They're like, that's Halloween. That's true. So... Um, I'm glad that it was neither of those things. Yes. Because um, he was like, no, I'm doing this original concept that he said he got from when the fact that Rob Zombie found out that Halloween is the night with the highest rate of disappearances. Ooh. Which is very creepy. Like, and they don't know why. Like, it's just that's kind spooky. of a... spooky. It's very on brand for So... Halloween, that's spooky. And, and it said that he also received inspiration for the film as he was walking around. His Fright Fest great american nightmare and watching his employees work while dressed like chainsaw carrying clowns so it huh. i think that like the concept for like people being abducted kind of came from that weird mysterious thing and then he's like well i gotta fill it with rob zombie bullshit mm-hmm. my haunted house is here <laughs> um so casting wise of course Sherry Moon zombies in it jeff yeah. daniel phillips who we mentioned uh, Earl he's also showed up in halloween yes um so uh, meg foster who was also the witch in, uh, in, in Lord Salem? I I always want to say Salem's Lot because yeah, it's the TV only TV. it's the only other movie that has the word Salem in it. Um, so she was also in um, Jeepers Creepers three. Um, oh, I didn't make. I, yeah, I, you. <laughs> well, I didn't either. So uh, and she was also in like the Old Masters of the Universe movie. She was in They Live. So she's no stranger oh, to horror. Yeah. Um, also for this is just for a square audience. So she's also in Pretty Little Liars in the Originals. Which are shows that, like, I I feel like we're marketing this show to people that really like those shows. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Malcolm McDowell is Father Murder. Malcolm McDowell of Clockwork Orange. Uh, Rob Zombie's zombie's Halloween. Halloween. He's showed up in God of War. He's a very prolific actor. He's he's around. He's Linderman on Heroes. (laughs) Linderman
1: on Heroes, which... Which is, it, which is how I knew. Which is how I knew him
0: originally. I was like, everything Malcolm McDowell was in forever. I was like, well, he was, he was in, in here. Well, because I saw him in Heroes first. But yeah, he's he most notably known for his uh, role of Alex in A Clockwork Orange. Yes, um, I don't need to see that. At some we'll point. we'll probably Pretty do a good. stand like, like so. How we're doing with Rob Zombie, we might do with like Kubrick, Kubrick. movies, like his more like thriller esque movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely talk about that movie. Um, so Jane Carr is Sister Serpent, and Judy Geeson is Sister Dragon. So the three of them are the kind of ringleaders of. They're the, they're the ones pulling yeah, the strings. So. Yes, the game masters. So you said one of them was on Broadway, right? Didn't you say that you knew yes, someone from um, that?
1: I, I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but she was in.
0: It's 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 either Judy Geeson or Jane Carr, and Judy Geeson was also in that. She was also in *Lords of Salem*. We mentioned that earlier. Um, but yeah, it was like so. They they have these like kind of like. They're dressed like they're from, like, the French Revolution. They're very, like, powder wigs and all this stuff. And uh, then they control... Do you know what that is? Yes. So She's Jane, it in what? Carr Jane Carr was yes.
1: in the cool. original Broadway cast of A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, cool. which has a little, like, murder element in it, keeping it in the horror
0: film. Rob Zombie definitely knew it. <laughs> He's such a nerd. Um, so they are in charge of the heads, which are the... Um, various clowns that they send in so like they kind of are going with like very similar to how they kind of do it in ready or not is like they'll pick one thing that they'll do to they'll send just at like them. them kind of like cabin yeah. of the woods too where, like yeah, where they'll, they choose their so thing. like out of the heads there is sickhead who is um a uh, little person who's very obsessed with adolf hitler yeah. he's also speaking spanish yeah, it's he was a, fluent in Spanish. Yeah. He,
1: Rob Zombie found out this actor was fluent in Spanish. Yes. he was like, "Hey, can you do some of your lines
0: in yeah. Spanish?" He also shows up in Three from Hell, and so I, 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 I he's a familiar Rob Zombie face. Mm-hmm. Um, Psycho and Schizo Head, that those are the brothers with the chainsaws. Oh, the chainsaws. Um, they have some pretty sweet like chainsaw fights later. Oh yeah, um, chainsaw v pipes. Yeah, man, it's great. Um, and then Death and Sex Head, which is Sex Head, is Elizabeth Daly... Who everyone may know as the voice of Tommy Pickles from The Rugrats, or it's, it's weird seeing her. Or in this kind of stuff. Buttercup from uh, the Powerpuff <laughs> Girls. Um, she's also in Better Off Dead. I knew her when I was a kid. I loved Better Off Dead. Um, she was also in Happy Feet. <laughs> the year after she was in Devil's Rejects, also. Oh <laughs> man. Um, yeah, she's a very prolific voice actress. Um, and of course, Richard Brake is Doomhead, yes. who is like. The he's the nuclear option. He's he's who they call. He's the John Wick of like those clown Mm -hmm. the groups. Like he's crazy. He starts the movie. So I wanted to get into. I wanted to do like the background stuff first Mm -hmm. before we got into Doomhead. But I I quick. I decided tonight that that Doomhead is my favorite Rob Zombie villain. Like now he's he's definitely my favorite for sure. That's um, a good point. So, real quick to finish up background stuff. The movie was crowdfunded. Yes. Twice. Twi- oh, like, they did it the twice. first time, and then they were they needed some more money, so they did it again. Um, It was either that, or Rob was talking about how he's like, there was a bunch of fans who still wanted to just give us money. So, mm-hmm. he's like, he held a second fundraiser for, like, maybe, like, different effects or different, you know, yeah. whatnot. Um, so, I talked about, like, people kind of thought it was either the Firefly movie, or the Rob the Halloween movie. So when Rob Zombie got to start making it in March of twenty fifteen, it had been a while since he'd made something, um, he was he started in March and he ended in April. Like this movie had like Yeah, this film did like no days. It, no it was less. It was like oh. no time at all and I wish I could have found it, but it doesn't seem to be anywhere on the internet, but there's a documentary about the making of the movie Ooh. called In Hell Everybody Loves Popcorn. Which that's is a great Which is well that's what Doomhead says at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I would love to check it out because they were talking about how it's just like it so this movie takes place like essentially in sewers. Like yeah. it's cold, it's dark, it's wet, and they were shooting like almost nonstop for days. Mm-hmm. Um so what I thought was kind of bogus is like it's, people didn't really give it as much credit as they think they should have because we'll talk about it when we get into it, but, like, there was a review that was, like, 31 delivers all the high-energy gore Rob Zombie fans have come to expect, but a lack of fresh ideas and likable characters means that only the already converted need apply. So, like, it's a good movie for Rob Zombie fans, but doesn't really bring anything else to the table, which I think is nonsense. This movie is... Like I feel like it could have it could have been made by any other like very intense horror like it could have been an Eli Roth movie yeah. for sure. Oh
1: yeah,
0: this this one definitely is I believe the best because it's got that Rob Zombie flair to it, mm-hmm. um, especially the the seasoned actors that he always uses. Yeah,
1: his his gang of actors that he yeah. can just. Pluck from...
0: And they're all, like, old-school people. Like, people that he was a fan of. Oh, yeah. Like, that's definitely where he gets most of his actors. And then his wife, who's very artistically versatile. mm mm-hmm. um, So, I think that this movie is great because there's... A lot of the Rob Zombie stuff is in there, but not at the intensity that it normally is. Like, there are times, of course, that it's very intense. It's a Rob Zombie movie. But, like, I would never feel like it's ever... Overtly, needlessly intense. Yeah. Like, everything in the movie, everything adds to something. It adds to the tension. Like, the whole time when they're getting chased around by Sickhead at the beginning, and he's taunting them. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the normal, like, kind of BS taunts in other Rob Zombie movies or, like, in any other movie. He just was very matter-of-fact, and it was yeah. very unsettling. Like, Doomhead's whole deal is he's just always monotone. Mm-hmm. So like him threatening you or just talking about something else is scarier than someone like someone like Otis Driftwood talking like about like that scene where he kills those guys. He's like, I'm the devil and I'm gonna do the devil's work. Yeah, like it's cool and on brand for Otis, but like it's definitely like kind of schlocky and like very cool guy. Like, oh, yeah. weird people. Like what like Otis talking about how he's he's Willy Wonka <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Then no, this felt like <laughs> the tension and the violence. Feels a lot less Rob Zombie, but it's yes. like I feel like it's just as accessible as like some other intense horror movies.
1: I would have, I would definitely agree with that.
0: And it it's at the benefit that like if you're not a fan of like the Firefly trilogy or like kind of how intense Rob Zombie goes, it's very. It feels like another type of movie, mm-hmm. but you also get the benefit of getting that flair that he's yeah. got. Like all the do all the heads are very striking looking they all have very different looks to them Their are weapons they go like it's like the purge where they all like have a vague theme about them yeah. um the g- grease paint and the makeup on all of them is awesome oh, like it's all super different like yeah. i mean look up a picture like even like the, the poster of this movie doomhead is like the big head on it and like mm-hmm. it's just this white generic grease paint with just blood coming out of his nose yeah. and just getting all over his face and it's, it's super striking. Like, all of them are very scary-looking, mm-hmm. but it's not like the bogue Like, The Purge kind of has this Ouroboros of, like, where things are, start to get really cool, kind of takes a up into just being, like, self-parody. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. it, it, they, they cut out, like, at right above that point where, like, it's as cool and unique as it can be, like, because it tells you a lot about, like, the characters that made them. Like, it's, like, when you have someone, like, make their, their a costume for, like, their horror character. Like, people that work in haunted houses. Um, it's very interesting to see what they come up with. Like, they come yeah. up with this own... This identity. Um, but, yeah, like they, they all look super different. Like, the chainsaw guys, you know, have very distinct looks. You know, their whole arms are painted... You know, Deathhead is this like seven foot tall, like giant monster man in a tutu, wearing sunglasses. Yeah, and like, and then Sex had like, this tiny little like, you know, like cherry bomb girl, so which was cool. It was very like, it was very like. Bioshock, or, like, very Resident oh, Evil, yeah. or, like, like bosses, of like or, like, I always think of, like, House of the Dead, like, all the bosses, like, they're tarot card themed, but they're all, like, very weird and diverse. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, a weird crab-looking one, then there's one that's, like, a, a headless executioner, there's one that's, like, a bunch of snakes, like, yeah. it's all this different stuff. Um, and I love that kind of stuff. Like, like, whenever anything is, like, the Seven Deadly Sins based, mm-hmm. I love that, because it's, like, well, what how different and unique are these takes of these people gonna yeah. be um so the setting which i kind of talked about um it brings a lot of cool shots with it too yeah it's like this movie doesn't just feel like this big gore fest like it shot very cool
1: well and there's some really interesting transitions which i'm mm-hmm. normally not a huge fan of some of rob zombie's choice in transitions um, but in this movie like the one that was the most striking for me is at one point someone's going down an elevator shaft yes. and in order to transition into that scene that elevator shaft is slowly moving the previous scene out of the frame of the movie which I loved how they used that shot
0: well, and there's like a bunch of like the lighting because of like they're in the middle of the night and they're in this weird like subterranean boiler room setting like there's a lot of like Intermittent lighting there's a lot of like pipe sound effects like you know exhaust you know water dripping It's Mm -hmm. making the room kind of wet, you know people like are getting sweaty and dirty Um, There's a lot of really cool shots in that and it's a very nice setting for like this like maze Especially because like they're basically set out like mice in a maze and like these heads are coming in to kill them Yeah, and probably know the layout like the back of their hand. They've been doing it for years Um, Yeah, you know so that, I think it's it's worth it on that because also, like well, a lot of people I feel like that don't normally watch horror movies have big grudges with his characters. Mm-hmm. And...
1: Well, and going off of that, I think that the character that Sherry Zombie plays in this one is very compelling because at first, she is horrified Yeah, she's scared this, shitless out of that. But then about 20 minutes later, she's like, you know what? Okay, what I have to do to survive, I have to do, and we're going to do this and get out of here. Which is
0: interesting because she was having a breakdown while they were all eating dinner there. Mm -hmm. And then when there's a huge gross revelation and, like, all of them start freaking out is when she becomes calm again. Yeah. And she's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to kill them all. Like, they're going to come at us, like, she does that, like, you're next kind of thing. Like, all right, we're just going to have to beat the shit out of them before they can kill us like we're just yeah. gonna have to like out savage these guys
1: yeah
0: um and they do it and all of them like the relationship is very cool like there's always that there's, like rob zombie establishing relationships mm-hmm. um early on um they're a group of carnies so yeah. i think there's a lot of like he probably drew on people that he knew growing up and like mm-hmm. the kind of people that they are Cause they're all like decent people. Like a lot of Rob Zombie's characters are like problematic. Are yeah, but these guys, like, yeah, they're you know they're just kind of messing around. But like they're good people. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like doing yeah. their job. These aren't the just...
1: normal like shitty. Yeah, people
0: these aren't the Rob Firefly Zombies family or like any of their victims or like anyone from Devil's Rejects who's like horrible. Or
1: the Myers family in his first Halloween. Oh God,
0: movie. we'll we'll talk about that when we get to that. But I yeah. have a lot of oh, things oh. to say about the Myers family. Um, So there's a lot of very cool dialogue between the survivors. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of, like, moments of, like, real relationship that's there. Like, people keep getting split up and and meeting up with other people, and they they exchange, you know, stories, they exchange, like, memories, or, like, you know, almost, like, inside bits that, like, only the two of them know. So it's cool seeing that, and then, like, as people get picked off, you know, they're really broken up about it for a long time, and it... It, they deteriorate very realistically. Yes. And even Cherry Moon Zombie's here, Charlie, um, she gets, like, total badass mode, but, like, she's still, like, afraid. She's still, like, having... She has, that like, really bad nightmares, like, mm-hmm. while they're, like, there. So I think it's criminal for this review to say that there's a lack of fresh ideas and likable characters yeah. because I think that stylistically this movie rules. <laughs> I think some of Doomhead's writing... Is like the best stuff that Rob Zombie's ever written. Yeah, um, I could see and that. all of his characters, I, I mean, maybe the exception of the the game masters because we don't we know don't a, lot them, a lot about them. But I think that's kind of the point. Is there's supposed yeah. to be this like ambiguous force? Um, but everyone else, you you kind of know everything that you need to know about it. Well, him. and I think
1: I heard that initially he wanted this to start his next big like group of movies i would have
0: loved more I, I mean i still would love more 31 movies well and i
1: think the reason that that may not happen anymore is that this movie did not do very well financially because it made less than a million dollars at the box office that's true so well I, and because
0: of the crowdfunding and he kind of had said like and i had kind of had it on other authority that he was trying to do other types of projects that yeah. weren't really getting off the ground and people were like, well, we only really want to give you money if you do a horror thing. And so he's mm-hmm. like, fuck it, I'll make a horror thing. Yeah. Which I guess is fine. Um, I think that's probably where a lot of people just kind of dismiss this one as like, yeah, it's just another Rob Zombie horror movie. And I'm like, no, it's very good. Yeah. Like, I truly like this. So now we can talk about Doomhead. And I think that this is like, he's the soul of this movie. Like, Doomhead is just as easy, I feel like, should just as easily be... Entered into the modern parlance of horror characters as the Firefly family, like they, he should be like as ubiquitous yeah. as them, because he's for the little bit of time that he's there. So
1: he's only in there's the movie a 30, lot of layers.
0: Yeah, like he shows up at the end. Well, he's in the beginning of the movie. Opens with this very cool yeah, he's monologue. Open for the movie. I mean, he's staring it yeah. right into camera. He doesn't blink for like over a minute oh, straight. It's, it's so very creepy. creepy. Yeah. Um... I mean, he just Richard Brake, who plays him, uh, was the Night King in the fourth and fifth seasons of Game of Thrones. He's got a very like hard-looking face. He's very, very creepy-looking eyes, and his smile is very like Joker meets Pennywise-esque. Like it's very creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Batman Begins. He was Joe Chill. He killed Bruce Wayne's parents. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I he's been in he's in three from hell too. So he's got a big part in three from yeah. hell. Um, But I really like Richard Brake. I think he's... Especially with this movie, he kills it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I feel like it was almost like, yeah, we'll just make him this other guy. And then Richard Brake came on, and they're like, all right, we need to make this character cooler. Because, like, he can act his butt off to nobody. Like, he's just talking at a camera for most of his lines. And, like, no one's there. He's just talking into the camera, and it's scary as hell. Oh, yeah. And, I mean... It's just like he's got that line at the end of his monologue is you know what they say is in hell everybody loves popcorn. It's like what does that mean? Yeah. Like that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, he's got that like at the mo- like at the end when he's just kind of covered in blood. He's like got his switchblades and he's just staring at Charlie like they in the in the the Aerosmith theme is playing. They, there's a lot of cool music in this movie because it's a Rob Zombie movie.
1: Yeah, Rob Zombie is. Very precise with his music choices.
0: Yeah. He knows the vibe that he's going for. Mm-hmm. But man, it's like Doomhead's just staring her down and All is just Dream on smiling is going on. and they're just staring, like in silence, just staring mm-hmm. at each other. And man, I, I think that that second wash was what I needed to really, like, keep Doomhead in my mind, for, both for, like, really good monologues and just, like, that's how you write a good, like, unstoppable villain. Mm hmm. Because, like, they gave him layers without really even trying. Like, he's cultured. He's got principles. Like, we don't... We Like, he says enough and talks in a way that we know that there's more to him. But the movie's just like, no. Because that's what it would be, meeting a stranger that's job is to kill you. Yeah. Is that it would be like, yeah, I got a life. I'm a real person. But that doesn't matter because this is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So, man, I, I think that that's... When I think of 31... I think of Doomhead, mm-hmm. like he is that movie, and I, I think say, that I
1: think he's what I'm going to remember.
0: He's about this movie. worth like the movie is worth it just for him alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone in it is great. I think the cast that he his his like tried and true group of people. Yes, really pull it together for this movie. Um, yes, it's pretty gory. The language this is one's, pretty bad. This I mean, one's
1: a lot more intense than Lords of Salem. I would is, say it's so. more
0: intense than Lords of Salem. Probably not as much as the Firefly movies. I would agree with um, that. Like, there's more like overt actual violence. Like, there's a mm-hmm. lot of very like dirty fighting involved. Yeah. There's a lot of blood in that. Um, but I mean, that's what I think is cool. Because like a lot of people that watch horror movies that don't really know are kind of like. Their problems with our characters are like, yeah, man. They're just like, why would you do that? Like, go run. Like, every decision that you might make, they do. Yeah. Like, they are not doing dumb shit. They're like, we're trying to survive. And they're like, like well, you should try to, like, lure one of them out. They try that. Like, that's they, they are smart, like, yeah. street these smart are, people. These
1: aren't the, like... Teenagers that Scream is making fun of. Yeah, who of. like is, make, yeah. These are characters who are trying the things you would think to try. Yes. If like, you we're stuck in this. You know, and
0: they are, and like, they reach that point very quickly where they're like, it's kill or be killed. We're gonna do this or we're gonna die. Yeah. And they, it's, there's no like kind of bullshitting or like final destination effects in around where like most of the movie they're like, okay, I guess now we'll like take the fight to them or whatever. Mm. Like it's right off the bat, and it's like, yeah, You're like, okay,' this is good real. luck. Like, okay, we'll hit you with everything we got. like and that's I think what, where it says like when, when Doomed like respects Charlie, he's like, yo, I know, man, but like I'm just better at killing people than you are. <laughs> um, man, I, I, Kevin made him mention that he wanted to do something like that for like a monologue, and I really hope It'd somebody really does. like even just like the first five minutes of the movie. You get a great feel for just Doomhead. Like, so if you really aren't comfortable with all the gore and whatnot, like, there's definitely a compilation out there of just Doomhead's bits from the movie. Oh, I'm sure. Because it's, man, he rules. Um, I have a surprise for you. So fill the air oh. while I find it for you. Because I want to okay. watch it on the air. Oh, I'm very intrigued by this. No, um, this, yeah. So, what are your final thoughts about it?
1: So, 31, I think the biggest things for me is I really, I really really enjoyed it. It was really interesting getting to finally watch it because I didn't know anything about this movie going into it, which was both a great and a very scary thing when going into a Rob Zombie movie sometimes because his movies can be very intense. And I thought this movie was more on the intensity than Lords of Salem was, which we watched earlier this week and was all around better than El Superbisto, which we also watched earlier this week. (laughs) It's
0: just such a weird time. It's so weird. You know what else is a weird time? Oh. What is so, this? in between Halloween, Lords of Sailor, like that era, um, Rob Zombie needed some money. Oh, no. So how he did that was he made a commercial for Wool Light, which is laundry detergent. Oh, yes. Now, I'm going to play it on the air, but all you will hear is Danny's reaction and the weird kind of sound effects. Because it's all, it's, there's no speaking in it. Oh, so okay. I urge you. Go on YouTube. Look up Rob Zombie Woolite commercial. It's the one that says Torturer. It's 33 seconds long. I just want you to watch this. Okay. This aired, like, I remember actually as a child this, like, kind of weirdly this commercial. Okay. So watch this. Okay. It's for, like, laundry detergent. Shrink. Fade. Don't let detergents torture your clothes. Save them with warlocks. Oh and I remember when I was a kid, like a shorter version of that was like maybe one or two of those things. And it had the man, that creepy dude with the mask, holding it going save them
1: Jesus and I'm like
0: oh my god (laughs) so I was so delighted to know that Rob Zombie made that commercial (laughs) it's like like they had this like ad like you know other detergents torture your clothes by like stretching them out you know the fading and he's like hostile saw Rob Zombie movie style torturing these clothes like putting them on racks like putting them over mannequins like you know Lash him with like bleach and stuff, like you would see like in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, mm-hmm. and it's so on brand, and oh, I that's love so it. Funny. Like that's so great. That's, I love that. Yeah, man. So that's kind of like a amalgam of what Rob Zombie's kind of like. We'll drop the episode about the Firefly trilogy tomorrow.
1: tomorrow, and tomorrow we'll also give our picks for this next yes. week of Spooktober. So don't
0: you worry. Um, I think that. The one for yeah, because we're gonna say the one for like for the day of like Sunday through Saturday, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. So that'll be cool because next week, Friday, um, Haunting of Bly Manor drops drops on yes, Netflix.
1: It sure does. And
0: somebody still hasn't watched Haunting of Hill
1: House. I'm working on it.
0: All right, I'm working so on it. we are going to definitely drop a bonus episode the whenever we watch the first episode of Bly Manor, we're gonna yes. have a bonus episode talk about it. Um, do kind of comparisons with The Haunting of Hill House. Also for next weekend, um, we're going to be covering The Haunting of Hill House, the original first season. season. Yes. Um, so it will be a big spoiler episode. Yes. So we will, um, so we will, will be spoiling you. it. Um, so pretty, so first of all, if you haven't seen Haunting of Hill House, please, please do it. yourself a favor and watch it. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of creepy. creepy, but like you watched the first episode, yes? I have watched the first was episode. Was it not also just amazing yeah. television? It was
1: really... Really yeah. interestingly like put together yes. with these
0: characters I know my mother is listening mom you watched you and enjoyed it you can watch <laughs> Haunting of Hill House and you'll be okay I guarantee just watch the first episode this show is amazing and I can't wait to talk about it I'm very especially excited especially with I'm you hungry. having watched it now. yes um, so yeah so we'll be back tomorrow with uh, the la- the other half of Rob Zombie we're going to be covering House of a Thousand Corpses Devils, Devil's Rejects and
1: Three from
0: Hell mm. and man What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Don't we make you laugh? Aren't we fucking funny? <laughs> you stay spooky out there.